I need you to tell me what the word on the street is in Potomac. Uh, oh my God, it's so complicated. There, there has been a wedding, but nobody understands why there was yes. a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, the word on the street is the wedding happened to shut other people up. Mm. Mm. And that it did not happen because there was any romance involved or blah, blah, blah. It was just a, hey, come on, just get it over with. Shut everyone up. If you are married, then no one will bring that up and we won't have to deal with it again. <sighs> and I'm sure you heard what happened on the, what Robin dropped on the Patreon. Yeah. Okay. If you've been living under a rock. <laughs> Since last week, Robin Dixon got married, um, or apparently she's, she revealed to everybody that she got married. Mm-hmm. When she went on vacation with her uh, for with her family, I did get her, a confirmation on the marriage you, that she is married. Yes. Okay. That was asked and responded to. So yes. Okay. But Juan's <laughs> extracurriculars don't seem to have stopped. <laughs> that was also asked and responded to. <laughs> right. Okay. The extracurriculars yeah. are still happening. Yes. And uh, yeah. Wow. They haven't changed. The, allegedly. Nothing, nothing has changed. Allegedly. Allegedly, nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, things are all the same and nothing has changed. Um, okay. So Juan Dixon and Robin Dixon got married, remarried. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they uh there was all these rumors on TikTok, which was like you and I decided not even to talk about it because right. we were like, this is so ridiculous. We, yeah. Because we looked at it as like there was like implications of like sex trafficking, sex trafficking, and all of that, and we were like, "Oh, so that that I felt took it too far." Yeah, and I thought that wasn't necessarily true. So that w- would have been extremely irresponsible of us to talk about it. Yes, exactly. So mm-hmm. we just like the cop and state stuff. Like we haven't really chosen to talk about it because I think that that is. It's a deeper, darker thing. There are accusations out there about Juan's involvement or his dismissing of a player's mm-hmm. concerns about sexual assault right. or sexual harassment by a coach. But that is such a bigger matter that I was like, you know what? I'm not getting... I'm sure the Bravo docket will cover it. They're a great right. podcast. People should just get the law from them, <laughs> the legal stuff. We're not reading through legal papers. So like that was- Well, the legal papers aren't out in that. So if, yeah. if they were out, then we would be talking about it. But the investigation is still on. So we don't right. know all of it yet. Right. So just like that, I figured this rumor is so crazy, this TikTok thing. There's no way we're going to address it. It's it was a random person- that was saying that for it, it was a random woman saying something, and then a, another wasn't it just a random person on Instagram or somebody on Instagram said that they right, but it wasn't like to, one of the usual websites. No, no, it wasn't usual. Instagram. It was TikTok, and TikTok. I don't know about oh. the TikTokers. Oh yeah, that's true. We don't There's know a whole TikTokers. bunch of influencers on TikTok that right. I don't we don't know how we don't know how TikTok or, works. Yeah, we don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. My my daughter just told me, you know that Instagram Reels and TikTok 
and YouTube Shorts are all the same. I said, no, they're not. They're all owned by different companies, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, people who create these shorts, they just put it on all three platforms. So it doesn't matter. You don't allow me to use TikTok, but I watch everything (laughs) on YouTube. I was like, oh, okay. Maya is such a typical Daisy dork because she's like, (laughs) Let me tell you all of my secrets. I <laughs> know. I was like, oh, okay. I'm going in there now. I'm watching everything that you're watching. Yeah, okay. Thanks <laughs> for the heads up, Maya. Um. Anyway, so some TikToker said that there was this, like, the whole rumor up about, like, there was a woman who reached out to him that she had been carrying on an affair. Juan flew her out. They. She even had a hotel receipt with his name on it. And then she went further to say that he was – like she was implying that he was like hooking up with her and then passing her on to his friends which is super fucking problematic right and putting her in these like horrible situations that she had to leave and all this stuff so we were like this is so crazy we're not even going to talk about it there are things that you hear that we hear as i'm not a person of the dmv but your person is the dmv there are rumors like like all the women in potomac say there are rumors but we don't talk about these like preposterous ones why would we ever address that well robin dixon (laughs) robin dixon said "Mm, i think that's the one i'm gonna talk about which is crazy i'm like why wouldn't you talk about georgetown and the fact of you know karen's look alike and how how much fun fun that would be That would be a fun gossip to talk about, but no, you address the human trafficking one and you don't even give the full information on it. You put it behind a paywall on your Patreon and say, oh, there's more to it and we'll talk about it. But even then, you're not even taking it to that level. You don't understand what was said in that TikTok. There are implications in the TikTok about human trafficking towards the end and you didn't even address it. So you just left that open. Yes. Ugh. Instead, she didn't leave it open. She was like, yes, by the way, Juan was involved. Like, yeah. what? So Robin, which by the way, you know Bravo is losing their shit because they're like, you chose not to put this on TV. Instead, you chose to go on behind your paywall and make money directly alone mm-hmm. by yourself. Bravo is going to, Andy is not going to be happy about that. But Robin Dixon went on her podcast, Reasonably Shady with Giselle, and she said, by the way, these blonde women At the rumors- end of that episode, too. It was like, talk about everything. Talk about my period. Talk about everything. And, you know, Reese's lighting, period. Giselle dating a younger man and all of that damn shit. And then eventually, to the last five minutes of it, or five, you know, five seconds of it is when she talks this nonsense. Yeah, so then she talks about this nonsense. She says, oh, by the way, the rumor, I I heard about the rumor about Juan with a blonde before we even started filming. So she had heard about it at the end of season six. And a different knew- blonde, though. The uh, blonde that is different from Karen blonde. Yeah, so, let well, right, let me talk about it. <laughs> so she- Juan has a type. It's all blonde. <laughs> yes. Makes sense why Robin is a blonde. Right. Um, but she says that I heard about this rumor. I knew it was going to come up. I immediately called Giselle. I told her that mm-hmm. there's this rumor that's come up. And then she also says that she confirmed with Juan and that this was already handled. So apparently what she said is on the Patreon, she said that the lady, this girl, lived in Canada. 
And at the end of 2020, Juan, because of pandemic and being bored and whatever, started communicating with her. She was a fan of Giselle and Robbins. Allegedly, she said she used to date an athlete in the DMV, whatever. Once she could travel from Canada, she messaged Juan, messaged Juan and told him, like, she's traveling to the DMV. This is all Robbins' mm-hmm. take, her, her story. She says that this woman says that I'm coming to the DMV. And he thought that he was, she was going to visit her ex. Mm-hmm. And she comes into town, and a few days later, she reaches out to Juan and says she lost her wallet and if he could pay for her hotel. And this is where Robin says, so Juan went to the hotel, put his credit card down, and walked away. Robin. So, in um, this is the part that I don't get, like... I have credit card bills. Can I call one and ask him to come put them up? <laughs> like, what? You just go, even if you have conversed with a couple of people online, if they show up and say that you, their wallet was lost and they need to pay their hotel bill or something, do you respond? Let's just ask like in a general sense. If you don't know this person, would you go and pay their hotel bill? No. I don't, I just, like, this is feel awkward because I would feel like, oh, my God, what if this happened to me and I'm (laughs) stranded? And think about it. But then something would kick in and say that you don't know this person. No. And and also, Robin telling the story paints Juan as the sweetest, kindest person in the world. So in this, Robin is implying that, like, Juan just got bored during the pandemic, communicated mm-hmm. with this lady so frequently, knew she was kind of coming to town to supposedly visit an ex, and then he just went over there to help her out because he had to go in person to give his credit card. And then he just walked away. And then later, the lady was going to blackmail him, and she's the one that emailed just uh, Robin the hotel receipt, and then Robin confronted Juan about it, and this is the story that Juan told her, and this is a story that Robin has told Giselle, and this is a story that this woman sold to the blogs and all this stuff. So, like, Robin really, really genuinely is presenting this as Juan, I believe that Juan Dixon, who I caught mm-hmm. only because a woman tried to blackmail him. Yeah. A woman sent me proof. Yeah. I caught him, and the story he told me is that he was just helping a girl out, just an immigrant from Canada like Lisa Hochstein, <laughs> helping her out because she was stranded days after she arrived, stranded at a hotel. Oh, my God. No wonder Juan and Robin have zero money. They're, like, just giving it away to randos yeah, walking into their they're just, like, the nicest house. people, I guess. I like just. Anything, anything for anybody. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that you should start asking one. I'm going to hit, hit him up the next time I see him on the streets. I'm going <laughs> to hit him up and say, hey, I got bills too. Do you want to pay mine? Because apparently you pay <laughs> random people's bills. How about that? <laughs> Just be like, hey, I'm about and, to go. And the, and the hotel was the Cambria Suites, which is, I think it, there's a Cambria Suites right around close to one's home on near the casino so i'm thinking that this woman came gambled away her money at the casino partied hard and then she was like okay i have no money can you come help me and then one had one went and helped her and I'm also like, why she, would you do that and like, if your husband did that and you found out uh-huh. would you okay with like would you deal with it and be okay with it 
No, I don't understand. First of all, if my husband did that, I'd be like, you fucked her. You fucked her. You didn't just go there and give her your credit card. Although with my husband. See, this is how Robin is. (laughs) Everybody thinks their husband is so innocent. If my husband gave money to anybody, anybody, even me, he fucked me. He fucked me. He fucked you. Yeah, exactly. He (laughs) fucked you over. Exactly. For you, it's not even. He's not giving. He's not emptying as well. He's not talking to strangers. My husband has paranoia about strangers and his, you know, his identity and everything. So he doesn't have any social media accounts. He has nothing. He has no awareness of any of that. And he keeps himself on the dark web. So he would not. He would not. Dark web. (laughs) He's like, nope, 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 nope. So he would not. He's super, uh, super, super paranoid about that. So he would never, ever give money to anybody. <laughs> so or fuck anybody. What, what <laughs> I, yeah, but your my takeaway from this is that you are more upset for Robin that Juan allegedly gave away money than yeah. you are for Robin that her husband, who is just a pumpkin eater, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, mm-hmm. he, he's been cheating. And then Robin- because I feel like that cheating part of him, I think I truly believe at this point that Robin and Juan just grew up together. They almost have a sibling like relationship mm. and they are just raising their boys and they've decided to stay together for the sake of the family. They genuinely love each other from a from a hey, I love this human being kind of love. I grew up with him kind of love, but they are not really loving each other like a couple would. And so I feel like they are in a situation where it's an arrangement, they're together, and that she is okay with him going and, you know, sleeping around and doing whatever. That's the arrangement they have. Yeah. I also think that, like, Juan has this, uh, like, I always think that Juan is tethered to Robin in a way that he can't drop because Robin's family is the reason why Juan Dixon mm-hmm. is who he is. Yeah. He, he, his parents weren't around, and she yeah, was the reason. She had her parents at a very early age. It's trauma. No, but it's bonding. not even trauma. It's not even trauma bonding. Her parents are the reason why he has a career in basketball. They're the ones that took him under right. their wing because right. his parents weren't around. And so when he started dating Robin, his parents, her parents, saw a lot of potential in Juan and really nurtured it. And so yeah. I think that Juan also feels sort of this obligation to Robin in a way. And I think that Robin ultimately, I think that I, I think she's got low self esteem. I think that she's maybe a little bit asexual like that's what i was thinking i was about to say that i said that to somebody one of our friends that i was like i sometimes get the feeling that robin is asexual she's not really interested in it she's like oh fine okay whatever and it (laughs) almost feels like they i don't see the sexual chemistry between the two of them no and so i feel like maybe that's one of the issues is that i don't know yeah, and so that's the, that's the vibe I get. I mean, that's between Robin and Juan, but like Robin and the sh- and the show as a whole. So there's now a lot of discussion about Robin. Clearly, was misdirecting her rage, as Karen Huger mm-hmm. said this yeah. episode. She was misdirecting her rage towards Wendy and towards Karen. Mm-hmm. I understand why 
everybody is mad because they do feel like Candace put out this like huge Twitter thread about like we are supposed to be beautifully written thesis. She's so smart. I swear to God. Yeah. Um, I think it's beautifully written and everything, but I do wish that she would, she would have just taken this to production first before Uh like putting it on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do think if she's going to speak on behalf of the Potomac cast, which she very well can quite Mm -hmm. well, Mm -hmm. um, that she, she does it for them rather than just posting it on Twitter because when she puts it on I have Twitter, a feeling that she might have. I think the way it was written was so formal that I feel like she cut and paste from a formal document that she mm. had sent to this um to the yeah. Yeah. to production. But so now like people are mad because it's like they're like Robin clearly clearly what it was Robin and Giselle knew this was going to come up. Giselle concocted all these other stories Chris Bassett as a predator, which is so fucking problematic, right? I will say Robin in that situation said, no, Giselle, like he's not. Let's not be ridiculous. But then bringing Sharice on and having Sharice go so hard at Karen about something that happened like six seasons ago Mm -hmm. was a clear, clear deflection and a clear like uh, a distraction from this Robin stuff coming out. Right. Which is all true. But Robin saying like, oh, I knew this was going to come up on camera is a fucking lie because Robin's reaction in in Mexico when Karen brought that stuff up Mm -hmm. and Robin getting as worked up as she does. It clearly tells me that like her but her buddy Giselle said, don't worry, Robin, we got it. We're we're never we're going to make sure this doesn't come up. But in that situation, when she's blindsided, so to speak, by Karen, I think what she's really mad about is the fact that like, okay, all the shit that you did, Giselle, didn't do jack shit because look, this stuff is still coming up and I still have to deal with it. See, I got the opposite of yours because when when Ashley is telling Robin, Robin has a smile on her face in Mexico and I'm thinking, why is she smiling? Like she knows what's coming. And so that's, I feel like she thought this... Cambrian Canadian immigrant woman's plight was going that that <laughs> Canadian blonde story was the one that was breaking and she was all ready to address it and what was what broke instead was Georgetown blonde which there might be some truth to it now that yes. I think about it so now I'm thinking well she was blindsided because it was a Georgetown blonde mm. and she confronted um, uh, one on the call because she was like, I thought this shit was over and you're still going out with her or you, mm. you, you were messy or you were, um, you, uh, you messed up and now it's, it, now it's in the show. So now you have to hear it. So, and I think mm. that's why he went off because he was like, that wasn't supposed to be discussed and you, uh, you were supposed to keep that down. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I just feel so bad for Robin. I know. Because she is just on like, TV. She's at this She's at this bridal shop. And she keeps digging. She's already in a hole and she keeps digging. That's the part exactly. that I'm like, what is, what is the logic behind this? Exactly. Come on, Robin. Like, she's at this bridal shop, which, by the way, the bridal shop is called Deja Vu, which I thought was so funny. I know. But like, so this is the second. So Deja Vu, from Robin's perspective, is I'm marrying again. So this is my second marriage. So it's a Deja Vu. But is the bridal shop a secondhand (laughs) bridal store where like (laughs) you are buy? You're not buying brand new bridal gowns. You're buying gowns that other people may have given up, like a Goodwill Goodwill for bridals. Is that what it is? Is that why it's called Deja Vu? (laughs) 
<laughs> that would be Robin's budget. Right? I feel like she thought, I'm not going to spend a lot of money. I just need this size dress. It's because even the styles that she picked out seemed a little old, right? Like a few years yeah. ago, kind of. So I'm thinking that this was like a consignment Maybe. store of some sort. And that's yeah. why it was called Deja Vu. But it made sense in other ways too for Robin. Poor Robin. She but literally was having store. a Deja Vu in that wedding dress. Yeah. Even in that store, though, I feel like she's, like, just barely there. She's like, whatever. Like, it obviously seems like something that Giselle convinced her to do. Like, come on, just, like, just Robin, you know what? Let's just let's just do this. Let's just have you go and try on some gowns and see, like, get you into it. We're going to mm-hmm. throw you a bachelorette party. We're going to, you know, do all these things to, to kind of solidify that, like, you and Juan are the real deal. Like, we're mm-hmm. going to do it. I feel just I just feel bad for Robin because I feel like Giselle ultimately said, don't worry, you could just do what I do every season and it's going to work out fine for Mm -hmm. you. But the problem is that Giselle isn't like Robin. Robin isn't like Giselle. Giselle is very confidently a piece of shit. Robin is not a confident piece of shit. Like Robin is not a confident monster. Robin Mm -hmm. does these things and then she feels bad. Like, I think Robin genuinely cares. Like, I think she cares about Wendy. That's why she's so upset that Wendy was laughing, which by the way, Wendy was not laughing at at Robin. No, she wasn't. Wendy was laughing at the, how preposterous that story was that Karen Exactly. Because anybody in Wendy's position, when you have had a few drinks and you're sitting there stuffing your face and all of a sudden Karen says that Juan Dixon is interested in her, you would spit out your um, crab cake too. And yeah. And start laughing. Yeah. It was hilarious. It, it was ridiculous. Like I feel, and I feel like And again, she definitely did not put up her camera, her phone camera and smile and take a whole video of that, which yeah. Robin, you did with Wendy. So... Yeah, exactly. So I feel like, I feel like, and by the way, at that table, everybody was laughing. Everyone was laughing. Right. Every single person was laughing. Cherise started laughing. She was like, oh my God, this is so delusional. Like, even Jacqueline was laughing until she realized, wait, I'm supposed to be mad at Mia. (laughs) And then she was like, oh no, I'm mad. I'm walking (laughs) away and crying fake tears. (laughs) She said, oh no, this is the scene where I cry. Yeah. Um. (laughs) I don't know. I just like feel bad for Robin. I do. I like, I, I just, I feel like she looks like a sucker every single fucking time. I feel like if she would just come out and own it and say that, look, Juan cheats, uh, is cheating. I'm not with Juan romantically. We are just together. We are raising our boys. He He's living his own life. I'm living my own life. It's okay. We are okay. And it's an open relationship. You know, it's an understanding and we are fine with it. I think people would respect her more. Right now it goes from people are either thinking that she is lying to the audience, hiding things from the audience. She's dumb and she doesn't know what is happening behind her back or that, you know, that she's the sad character that's putting up with all of these shenanigans from Juan and she is not able to speak up, speak up for herself. I think it, the truth is somewhere in the middle and I wish she would just come out and say it. And the problem with um, uh, Robin is that she's not articulate enough when it comes to her personal life. Yeah. She keeps saying, I, I, I dance to my own drum beat or blah, blah, and all that, right? Yeah. But what does that mean in real life? What does that mean? All these years that you said that you and Juan are working towards it, what did that mean? You never went deep enough for us to understand what you're saying. 
It's yeah. always very surface. And what that leads to is a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of conjectures. I, I just wish you would just come out and say it openly. This is how our relationship is and not try to be keep it private because because one is not trying to keep it private. Yeah, well, he's so pretty this, public with everything that he's going not on. Not hiding where he is driving. Yes, and strolling and handholding. So yes. I also think like it was so sad because I'm thinking about that scene where she was talking about the prenup and she was like, "Oh yeah, an infidelity clause," and he's like, "No, I, I why, yeah, like like yeah. they're having this like very weird conversation." And he's like, I'm not going to Where did that, that end up there? Is it, did it end up in, I'm not going to sign the clause or did it end up in, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cheat on you. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, I didn't quite understand where was. that scene it was. Ended. He was like, I'm not going to do that. So it doesn't matter. And it was like, that was an opportunity for Robin to be like, well, actually you did mm -hmm. bring a Canadian immigrant, provide shelter to a Canadian immigrant. <laughs> he's doing his part on the immigration. <laughs> And so, like, there were so many opportunities. And then I think that, like, I just feel so bad for her. I just feel I like she's such a sucker. Okay. And I she... think uh, Giselle is not helpful because no. Giselle pushes everybody else. She tries to get their stories out and straight. I think Robin would benefit from Giselle pushing her a little bit more. But Giselle tries to protect her. And, you know, goes along with Robin's hiding all of the information and giving half information, half-baked information that doesn't even make sense. Like, why would one go out of his way and go pay somebody's bill unless he knew that person and he he owed that person or he had some connection to that person? Yeah. I mean, even aside from that, I just feel like Giselle is giving Robin advice of how to navigate the show like Giselle, but Robin is not Giselle. She just can't. Yeah. She's not well, like her. She's down to hook up with one. It did not happen. She ended up hooking up with one's friend and the friend just said, I'm not paying her thing. I didn't ask her to come down and he refused to pay her. And one felt Maybe. guilty and went and paid for her. But you know, that's the, that's like the most plausible thing I can think of. Yeah. It's that possible. could very well have happened. So, but why not say that then? Yeah. And it's, clarify it. It's just so a weird. mess. It's like she yeah. gives half information, but also that information is bad. I think like, so our, uh, our friend Sonia, mm. um, she pointed out something. She said like, it's kind of similar to like when early on, I remember season one, she gave Katie all this shit about being biracial. Yeah. And then Katie was like, where do you think your green eyes come from? Yeah. You're probably biracial too, right? Yeah. And Robin got so defensive. And right. then later on, like a couple of seasons later, Robin was like, haha, yeah, lol. I do have a lot of like white ancestry. Yeah. And like she just kind of dismissed it like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Katie was right. And she's kind of right. doing the same thing in Karen, right? Because she's like yeah. – oh, how dare you say that I'm blah, 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 or my husband is yeah. cheating on my fiance is cheating on me. Why is Wendy laughing at my relationship when she so knows much, how much so much, so much, so angry about so it? So hard. She's going so hard at them when all the while knowing what happened. Exactly. All the while it is true. And then at the the, the frustrating thing is at the end when the truth comes out, she's like, oh, whoopsies. She's like, I'm still getting used to the idea that I'm a public figure. So why would anybody be interested in me? Like, Robin, shut, up, shut Robin. up. Because you were preparing this season, before the season hit, you were preparing that somebody would bring this up on scene. So you knew this was going to become a public issue. And you were preparing for it. 
It just happened to be that, you know, Karen brought the wrong blonde into the into the picture, into the chat room. She so. brought herself into the chat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you think that Mia and Wendy hooked up? I don't think they hooked up. I think Mia is being extra. I Mia's think they like, had some shenanigans. Yeah. But I didn't think anything went anything went anywhere. This is like another situation. Mia is trying to do so much to stay relevant. And I think she's going, she's doing the thing where, you know, um, like Giselle says, like Giselle says, I heard the story, but when I retell it, it's going to be so much more spicier, right? Yeah, she's add so I think sauce. Mia does the yeah. same thing. She's like, she does a little bit and then she makes, blows it up into something sensational because then it makes, yeah, not interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. whatever. I feel like she's pulling a brand I feel like Mia has looked up everybody's vagina by now. Yeah, all exactly. Number one. And number two, I think that she's doing a Brandy Glanville. She's literally yeah. like, let me just collect different stories. Like, let me, oh, let me see if I can use the Denise storyline on this one and just yeah. like make it my own. Speaking of yeah. Brandy, she got kicked off mm. of Ultimate Girls Trip mm. season four, apparently. Or, yeah. Allegedly yeah. trying to kiss Caroline Manzo. But she did that to Vicky last season and it was super she awkward. Yeah. She does it all the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, well, I can't wait to watch poor that. Caroline. I mean, not I poor think of Caroline, Caroline as an elderly auntie, like an Indian auntie. That's how she I went think into of. like a gay panic because yeah, she probably went into a gay panic. But she was also like, "This is disrespectful. This yeah. is not what families do." Families. Yeah. Um. They have. Um. Everybody is going to this bachelorette party except for Wendy and Karen. Um, and Karen couldn't care less because Karen is working on her gold <laughs> seasonal limited edition four wick candle. Bohemian fire. Bohemian fire. She's writing Which, checks. If you go and look up Bohemian fire and her previous candle, whatever that was, and you look up the smell... It what what is it, what is the fragrance? It's, it's the, the same, same exact thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. She same just same exact thing. She it, this is Karen though. Karen it's does. four wick. So she's like conquering the world one wick at a time, not one candle at a time. She doesn't have multiple candles. She just has that one candle, and she adds a wick every time she has the. Karen has had like how many housewarming parties? On the show. She's moved several times, That's right? True. So I feel like Karen is doing what she did to her storylines for a couple of years, which is she takes the same thing, she repackages it, and then right. she sells it again. So that's right. what she's doing with these four-way candles. She She's writing checks and sending pictures to Robin. Right. checks? <laughs> Only Karen. She actually had a, like a checkbook, and I wonder if she goes back home and she balances, balances it. Yeah. <laughs> You have to make millions to owe millions, RP, okay? <laughs> she was like ready to write a $10,000 check <laughs> on the spot. And she took a picture with it. Like, I got to send this to Giselle. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, oh, it wasn't Robin. She wanted to, Robin. to send it to Robin. Yeah, yeah, she wants to send it to Robin. I do think the Robin Which, Karen- you know, it makes sense. If Robin and, you know, Juan is like paying randos, <laughs> this is $10,000 that could have gone to Robin. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Like, Rob- Karen is writing checks for her business. Meanwhile, Juan is swiping his card for Canadian immigrants. Um, Robin has this party. And uh, the best part of this party, to me, the best part of the party was how drunk they all were. Because I feel like we've never seen them all 
that drunk. Like Ashley was especially drunk. Mm-hmm. She was so drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sharice, my God. First of all, Sharice came to the party salty. Yeah. Because she was like, I should have been the one throwing this party, but yeah. I'm not on the show. I'm just a friend of. And so now Mia, who's known Robin for two days, two minutes, is throwing the party. So Sharice is pissed off that um, Mia won't let Sharice, because unless Mia gets off the show, Sharice has no place in the show. So now Sharice is eyeing Mia. Like, who do I push off the show? I cannot push up Karen. I cannot push up Giselle and Robin are on my side. I don't want to push up Ashley and, uh, you know. Candace. Candace. So Mia is the easy target. Sharice has all her eyes are on Mia. She's like, I got to get this bitch off so I can wiggle my baby back in. (laughs) And wiggle she did. (laughs) She did. She did. She got drunk and she got messy and she said all kinds of stuff about Karen Hubert. She got stuffed with lobster. She She ate. The way they all ate was so funny. It's so good. It was the tiniest table. Uh These big platters of steak and lobster. Their little elbows. They look like little T-Rexes like with their little forks and knives. Mia is like turning her back to Charisse to eat her lobster (laughs) and Charisse goes over (laughs) Mia. She's like, I'm taking your lobster. And Mia's like, I don't even know what to say. That's because, Mia, you are next. Cherise is coming for you. <laughs> you She's- and your lobster are gone. <laughs> so, so some of the allegations against Karen are that she's a drunk. And Check. when she's a drunk. That's true. Check. She will fuck any dick that shows but up. Karen. <laughs> she... She allegedly, Ray is fine with it because mm-hmm. Ray can't, what did Mia say? Climb up the stairs as fast as, as Gordon. She's like, Gordon. when when older men, when older men cannot climb up the stairs fast, then they let their wives. I'm like, oh, Mia, is that what you think is going to happen with Gordon? <laughs> I like the way Gordon. Yeah, I know. Gordon's like, don't worry. Don't worry. Next time I won't even be here. You could just go fuck whoever. It's like, no, Mia. <laughs> That's probably what Gordon's been telling her. Like, mm-hmm. listen, right now I'm having sex with this lady in front of you, but don't worry. One day I'll be so old, you can have sex with whoever you want. Right. It's not going to happen, Mia. Yeah. <laughs> you stupid idiot. Do you think that Karen Huger... Well, the way is- she compared Gordon, Ray to Gordon, I'm like, they're not too far apart. Yeah. It's not an equal... It's not a very far off comparison. Gordon is almost there. Yeah, so, I also yeah. like just think it's so funny. Like when we got like a lot because Giselle goes to Mia's house and like we're getting a lot of like inside of Mia's house and oh, this is the golf course. She doesn't even live there anymore. <laughs> she had to get rid of the house. Was she, did she? Did yeah. she have to get rid of it? She and it was a it rental was... that she she renovated. I want I I want to know how do people renovate a large rental like that? Wouldn't the homeowners be upset with it? Like I mean, I guess allow- if they're okay with the change, but th- they're not going to pay for it. Um, yeah, she posted something on Twitter or Instagram saying we're leaving the we, our dreams were to be in the big house, but back to the bank penthouse we go. I was like, the big house? That's where Jen Shaw is going. <laughs> she might be going there too. Possibly, dream. I know. Some dreams can come true. Um, I loved watching all of the ladies just like react to Cherise saying all this shit about Karen. But I loved in the previews next week when Mia is telling Karen, Karen's like, it doesn't sound like you defended me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Yeah. 
I think, I think, I don't know. My issue is Charisse is, she can stay on as a friend of, and just, I like watching Charisse, Charisse just being so frustrated that she cannot get into the circle. Like she's right outside the circle trying to get into the game and in different ways. And she just, nobody's letting her in. And it's just so funny to watch. She's so dull. Even her toast to Robin was like, Robin, (laughs) someone has a problem with you. They have a problem with themselves or whatever it is that she said. I thought she was going to say they have a problem with me and, you know, I'll have your back or something. But yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. If you have an issue with Robin, you have an issue with yourself. I was like, what is this toast? Yeah. Even the eulogy club was so tiny, but then it was very dark, like all strip clubs usually are dark. Mm -hmm. But then I think for this group, because they were talking, they had to turn on the light. So there's like this bright light in their corner of the club and you can see the janky table you know in the dark you don't notice any of it but now you can see the janky table the cutlery the seating it just looked so janky and I'm like oh my god if in the dark it would probably look cool in the blue and purple lights but now it's like bright production lights their makeup looked <laughs> off. Everything was so off. That whole thing was so messy. <laughs> I loved it. You know what bothers me, though, is like I'm glad. I'm like it's funny for me to watch Sharice like bring this stuff up. I and mean, it's so funny because she's like so mad because she's like she questioned my character. I still don't know what Karen said about Sharice that she keeps saying that all Karen said was that you because of you, I can't go to Safeway or something. But like there's nothing <laughs> else that was that really said. You are trying. I think it was about what was it about Sharice? Didn't Sharice oh, do something? Oh, about the, the funeral that you came. You went to the funeral just to get on the show. But you yeah. don't genuinely actually care about my. Right. Yeah. About me. Yeah. I mean, that's it's so all. stupid. But like yeah. Charisse is like, like Karen basically said, you are trying to get on the show and you're being thirsty. Mm-hmm. And Charisse said, no, I'm not. How dare you say that? Let me be extremely messy and drunk and thirsty. Extremely thirsty. <laughs> yeah. I'm not just a little thirsty. I'm not just a little thirsty. I'm very thirsty. <laughs> I'm the grand dame of thirst. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. I love them. I like the fighting, but it's like, Giselle, if you knew all this stuff about Karen, why didn't you say it earlier? Yeah, I loved I loved Candace going back to Chris and said the old ladies got into a fight. <laughs> yeah, the old ladies were fighting. I know. I loved it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, one more husband down the... Oh, now you guys are picking on one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is also true. I mean, like, stop picking on each other's husbands. Enough. Pick Just on pick each, on each other. other. Yeah, exactly. You guys have so much going on for yourself. Come on, ladies. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and go and talk about Family Karma after this. Okay, we're back. Family Karma this week. Uh, yeah. Vishal and Richa, I don't believe they're still married. I still don't believe that they're married. What do you think? I think they're more married than Juan and Robin because they showed us three attempts at marrying and eventually they got at least on camera married with you know with um, Amrit and Amrit Adam. officiating 
But here's the point. Like, why couldn't Amrit have done this in the first place? Why go through the whole damn thing? This was perfectly fine in the living room. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't think they're actually married. Um, Nicholas and Amrit and uh, Amrit's parents meet with a female priestess. Uh, uh-huh. I guess that's a that was interesting. A priestess um, who's going to have a Hindu ceremony, a little bit of like a... Uh, a, a different kind of Hindu ceremony so that Amrit can have a Hindu wedding and Nicholas can have his vows and everything. What did you think of that as a Hindu That's woman? That's an interesting thing because um, so like every other religion, Hinduism being one of the more ancient ones, we have many, many, many different um, types of Hinduism, you know? Just like you have Islam, you have Shias, Sunnis, and all of that. But even within the Shias and Sunnis, you have other subsects, right? Yeah. There's not a single sect which would or ordain a woman to be a priestess. Um, mm-hmm. There is, however, some secular Hindu but secular kind of movements in India and elsewhere where they would ordain a woman as a priestess because they don't consider a woman to be clean enough because we have periods oh my god what it is so so for me to see a woman priestess was so refreshing yeah because i i i have i have had many issue with a male priest over the years to the point where i have stopped practicing um, religion i'm spiritual but not religious and yeah. i do not really go into the temple so much and i only the one priest that we work with he's very secular and open-minded and all of that and i actually actively hate the others that are oh, okay. yeah. my reason that are not they you know i keep giving them i, I talk back to them and they don't like me and all that stuff. <laughs> i had like actual you know yeah arguments with them but uh, this was very refreshing to me from a from a religious perspective. It was very refreshing, and I would want more women priests to conduct weddings, and you know, I would want that woman to be conducting heterosexual weddings as well, not just you know, gay weddings, queer weddings. I think yeah. um, this is she was understanding. She seemed to also already pre incorporate. Nicholas's feelings and what Nicholas might want. I think she was more understanding of all of this. And I wish they had talked to her much, much earlier in the planning. So Nicholas would have felt a little bit more involved. Yeah. I think coming at it at the very end of it was kind of odd. Yeah. I loved the scene when uh, Amrit's parents get there and she, they go to touch her feet and she says, absolutely not. Yeah. You don't have to do that to me. Yeah, because it's it. kind of like weird, right? In Hinduism, they'll they'll touch the feet of the priest. Typically, the priests usually are older. Yeah. So it doesn't look so odd. In our culture, we tr- touch the feet of elders as well as the ones that are considered more knowledgeable mm-hmm. as a sign of respect. So the priests were always considered not, uh, more knowledgeable, so they would touch their feet to get their blessing. But typically, these these priests are also older so it doesn't feel like odd but it felt it feels very odd for an older person to be touching a younger person's feet that feels very odd too so 
I think also for the priestess, I think she was kind of trying to imply that like there's no need for this. Like there's yeah. no need for this. I, I think it's a, it's one of those things where it's like it's great in theory that, yes, mm-hmm. we touch people's feet out of respect. But I think what she's trying to say is that like you don't have to do that because I'm just a person because mm-hmm. I don't hold any particular power. And even the way she talks about what caused – like what was the reason why she got ordained right. and how she did this and all the, everything, it was because she was officiating a trans family member's wedding. Right. And I thought it was yeah. so lovely. And then I looked up if Muslim women can do a nikah, which is our wedding ceremony, yeah. and we can. And I was like, yeah. oh, look at that. In Islam, there's no ruling that it has to be a man. It could be a man so or a woman. So in Hinduism, there's no ruling either. Yes. Culturally. There's no ruling. The men, the, these men who have this control, who have the thoughts that, oh, I don't think you can do it. And I'm like, okay, show me in the scripture where it says I cannot. Mm, that's right. And they don't have proof of it. Yeah. So it's just that uh, culturally they've been told that women don't do this. And so they are practicing that over and over again. And I have to go back and say, you know, you are worshiping a goddess. Mm, that's right. You, you, I'm supposed to be an inc- uh, the goddess is supposed to be in me. So you're telling me that I cannot pray. I cannot do certain things because I'm a woman, but you are actually worshiping a woman. Do that's you right. not see the disconnect there? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that when she was talking about, the goddesses and the gods and how the mm. gods actually don't really there's no gender associated with what the no. gods are actually representing even though that that also is yeah. true in hinduism yeah. if you actually read the scriptures and you understand what it means these are all projections of a there's no gender of a genderless non, yeah, non-binary spiritual you know energy it's not it's all projections from it it's all attributes of the of the supreme uh, entity and there's actually no gods and goddesses and all of that it's actually one supreme entity it's not yeah. even polytheistic yeah so even for me like i grew up because like in urdu right when we talk about god it's always from a, a male right like yeah yeah you always say like in the actual urdu like I guess the uh, the translation, you use yeah. the masculine forms, the masculine right. pronouns to talk about. It. And even for me growing up, I'd be like, oh, he and all of that. But even yeah. for Muslims, there's no gender associated with God because we don't think of God as a person. Yeah. So there's no you, gender associated. You are even more, God is even more amorphous in your religion because you do not think of God as having an image. And you actually, you know, there are Muslims that would be, that that did not do not like the fact that there was there's an image associated there's no with image god. associated with god right yeah. so like for us uh i started i actively don't say he anymore i always mm-hmm. say god i say the almighty i say our lord i say they i don't mm-hmm. use he anymore mm-hmm. um i know some people say she that's fine too mm-hmm. um and maybe some people want to say he because that mm-hmm. feels good to them that's fine too but for me i started saying they and i heard noah and aiden talking one day and noah aiden said something and noah said i think you mean that <laughs> and he was like what and he goes you mean that because god is not a he i was like he doesn't know they so he just said that <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I think the pronoun you're looking for is that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, I just loved it. I really liked it. But then I thought to myself, should I get licensed and officiate weddings? You should. Oh, my God. I'd love to do it. I want to l- explore it for myself. All right. Let's do it. Side hustle. Yeah. Side hustle. Right. Here we go. Um, 
they had this holy event mm. and uh it was interesting to find out that Richa signed a prenup. Richa put a prenup together <laughs> mm. that Vishal didn't even read before she even was interested in getting married to this man. Which is amazing. Hi. Sounds like uh, a richer move. Sounds like a richer move, exactly. Um, do you love a Golgapa? Oh, I love a Golgapa. Those are like the so little much. treats they were eating. I like need to explain to people what it is. Okay, it's like a little, like a little fried, like a, you remember? Puff. You Yeah, puff. But remember there was a while where we had Doritos, like 3D Doritos? Yeah, it's like I guess you, those are the closest. You take but that. it's like round and it's puffy, but it's not. It's it's crisp. It's not. It's, yeah, soggy it's a crisp, hollow thing, a ball, yeah. and you mm-hmm. break the top and then you fill it with whatever you want. My personal favorite: some chickpeas, some potatoes, definitely green and uh, green chutney and uh, inliki chutney, so tamarind chutney. Yeah. And then I do the tamarind water on top, obviously onions and all of that. And then mm. I just pop it in my mouth. And it is one perfect bite of food. Yes. It's a big bite of food. And it takes it, – it, it's an adventure when you first start eating it because you have to break that entire thing in your mouth without any of that liquid spurting out of your mouth when you do that. But <laughs> this, is a, this is an awesome street food. From the north of India, and in North India, they'll have like these vendors at the street corners with big baskets of these golgappas, and people will come and line up, and the vendors will serve up to ten people at the same time. So when you buy a when you buy something, you say I want to buy uh, one or one plate or whatever, and it'll have like eight golgappas that you are going to get. But the vendor goes around the 10 people and he starts giving each one a special one, the one, the kind that they asked for. You pop it, you hold a little bowl under your chin to get all the drippings out, but you pop one in your mouth, you eat it. By the time he comes back around to you for the the next next mouthful, you're done chewing and you're ready for the next one. And it's the fastest thing you can see happening and people love it. And it's, it's one of the the most beautiful thing that you'll see when you eat street food. I love eating Golgapas, the freshly made ones that, you know, the guy makes and, you know, he dips his all fingers in. And gets so I will say this. For me, when I was growing up, I didn't eat Golgapas. Uh, Golgapas have been a, a newer discovery in my life. Not a discovery, but mm-hmm. a newer adventure. Because when I was growing up and I was going to Pakistan, they would always say the surefire way to get a tummy ache as soon oh, as – for sure. Diarrhea as soon as you get there is to eat Golgapa at a stand. So I was yes. like, okay, I'm not going to do it. I would yeah. get sick later on anyway for something mm-hmm. else. But it was never going to be because of the Golgapas. Yes. And then so I avoided it. And then so yeah. even over here, I would just be like, mm, I don't have a taste for it. Because for me, it was associated with like – a stomach bug yeah but i recently started eating them and they're just like the best thing they're so you can good make them as an evening snack at home you can make yeah. them yourself you get the golgapa puris with the pasta <laughs> and then yeah. you make the rest of it at i home. like it i like the fact that there's like i am very judicious with the water because mm-hmm. i don't want to get it dripping all over my face yeah but i also like that there's like a time release component to it because you yes. can't take too long you can't no. put it together and then wait you no. have to put it in your mouth immediately then it'll soak through it'll and soak you don't right want that through. all yeah. of your your filling will be gone it'll yeah. be on your plate yeah, and you want to put fill it and then immediately put it in your mouth. And I love yeah. that. Yes, God, I love that. 
And, you know, uh, my mom used to make the gogopa and she would make the puri smaller. So it would be a proper mouthful because the one you get in the store, it's so pretty big. big. <laughs> you have to, the way, it's really hard to stuff in your mouth in one gulp. <laughs> but that's part of the fun thing for kids to eat is like it's all spreading all over and it's like they're having fun. <laughs> it's messy. But, um, yeah, if you eat a gogopa on the street the very first night of going to India... Or, you know, Pakistan, you're going to get your first inoculation of brand new bugs in your intestine. <laughs> the next couple of days, you will have the worst kind of stomach bug. But by day four, your skin will be glowing. You'll have a better digestive system. It's like getting a big influx of probiotics that will last you for like four or five years until your next visit. Who needs Beyonce's like detox water when you can yeah. just go to India and eat Golgup yeah. on the street? Yeah, exactly. you lose 10 pounds right away <laughs> as soon as you land. <laughs> okay, what do you think about Amrit talking shit about Anisha and then Nicholas really leaning into his Adam, Miss, Mr. Reza, yeah. Yeah. like whatever uh, comparison that we've talked about. I love Colin how Brian, he came and say, it, 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 what did he call um, Brian? He called Brian a busybody. And then oh, Brian, is it a busy, and Brian is like, does it sound like I'm a busybody? And then he talks to the camera like, what is a busybody? Does that mean that I, I keep, I walk a lot? Do I look fit? Is that what it means? And I, I half want to believe that Brian actually doesn't understand the term, yeah. but I think he does. And I, I am appreciating Brian now. This is the second time somebody has approached him and has been, it could, Brian could have reacted so very differently mm-hmm. in that moment. And, and, and I am appreciating his skills at navigating those situations. Yeah. The first one was with Vishal. This one is with um, um, Nicholas. And it's like, Brian. You have some uh, maturity streak in there. You just don't lean into it. Well, Amrit is just salty because Amrit got caught again. Yeah. Like you are actually, if anybody's being a busybody, it's you, Amrit. It's You're always being, been Amrit, by the way. He's such a fucking loser. I do not yeah. like Amrit and Vishal at all. They're the worst. <laughs> I can't stand They them. feed off of each other. They and do. They, 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 are, they enable each other and they're not, yeah. Yeah, and I like that Anisha called him out on it right away. She was like, what's your problem? And then Amrit is like, it's just coming from a place of concern. It's not coming from a place of concern. And then he went on Twitter and he was like, oh, I was just just talking about it the way Anisha was talking about my relationship on Watch What Happens Live. No, Anisha talked about your relationship on Watch What Happens Live because you have been talking about her relationship on the show. Right. This was – she spoke after you spoke, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, anyway, uh, I'm at, how I love uh, watching Holy. I think yes. that was fun to watch how the elders were like, no, just on my cheeks, don't put anything. And in the, in the end, they get drenched yeah. in all of that. Uh, I've never color. played Holy, but I feel oh. like I would only play. I was talking to my cousin about this, and she mm. and I both feel this way, which is that the only way I'm ever going to play Holy is if there is a place there on the spot for me to hose down. Yeah. So most people like in the temple, they sometimes have holy in the temple. Mm-hmm. And next time you're, I'll tell you when the holy time is, holy um, dates are. If you look up the temple, they don't care. You just can go in the back. They usually have it in the back, in the grounds, and they'll do holy. And then um, at the end of it, they usually have like a hose set up and people will can wash their faces in their 
hands and feet and all of that. But if if people do holy in the backyard, then obviously you get hosed on completely before you leave. Yeah. That's what um, I I want that. I want to get hosed down, dried off, and then I want to go to a hotel where I take a shower. Yeah. I don't want all that color in my house. Yeah. So when I was growing up, the way we would do is like you do the dry. So the dry part of the holy bed, you put the colored powder would happen earlier in the day. And then as the day progresses, because we would go out as kids, we would go out to play holy and we would go from street to street to street. We would be out the whole day and people mm-hmm. would have like food out, food that would you could just go to random people's home and there would be food for kids going like we would go in groups in gangs, right? Yeah. We would go into different neighborhoods to play holy and we would have like we would do the dry powder thing would happen in the mo- very early in the morning. And then by the time it comes to the afternoon, it's really hot and all of that. It would turn into the, um, the you know, you, they showed the little girls spraying with the yeah, little water the spray, gun. Yeah. It would be the the colored water in yeah. a water gun. So we all had what we call pichkaris and we would have like colored water that we would spray on each other. So that would mostly wash everything off. And then in the end, we would end up in, in, in a in some kind of a body of water as where I grew up, I grew up in a village. So we would end up in the, um, in a local pond. We would contaminate the whole local pond because we would just go <laughs> jump in. There would be no fish alive the next day, but, <laughs> but that's where we would end up. We have even jumped into people's water tanks, like where they have like store water. Yeah. We, jumped in and like there will be people constructing homes like like you know you have a home construction and they would have water storage especially in india they construct concrete homes and you would have a big storage of water we would find those water dumps and we would jump into that water to clean up so by the time we came home we would have some stains on our body but most of it would just be just soaking wet and we've been walking around the streets soaking wet I have a picture of myself in a holy after holy. I have oh. to dig that up and pose, give, show it to you. <laughs> I think I only want to play holy in India. I think that's what I want. I think, yeah, I think India is much more amenable to a proper yeah, I, holy. I'm going to say, celebrate. I want to do a, it's like a bucket list thing. Once yeah. in my life, I want to play holy in India. Let's do that. Let's go for a holy trip to, it's in April. So let's, uh, when I go to India this time around, maybe you come with me. Uh, is Ramadan? Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't. Well, you can have you can do Ramadan in India too. You just have to. I can't play holy and just you know Ramadan fasting and prayers. Yeah, I can't. Maybe next year. Um, mm. I did want to tell you. I just forgot because I just got like a notification. Apparently, this is going back to Potomac. Karen Huger. <laughs> Karen Huger went on YouTube. And posted a video. The video was uh-huh. called Lies, Lies, Lies Revealed. Uh-huh. And, Ooh, wow. and when Karen talks about the accusations that Cherise had about her fucking someone in the bathroom at the club, Karen says, it takes a woman who speaks toilet language to know a toilet like that. And I personally don't know a toilet like that. What does that mean? I'll repeat it. It takes a woman who speaks toilet language to know a toilet like that, and I personally don't know a toilet like that. I well, I guess her. I don't. I don't speak toilet language either, so I don't understand a word of what she just said. 
<laughs> which is perfect. Which is like yeah. such a perfect like Karen response, right? Yeah. Karen, did you fuck totally. somebody in a bathroom? I don't speak toilet language. What? <laughs> what are you yeah. saying? Yeah. I love her. Okay, going back to stupid family karma. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rishi and Monica go on a stupid date. And Ugh. I don't care about this date, but I'm obsessed with the lady that is running the gondola. She's got this <laughs> thick accent. She's like, hey, kids, you want everlasting love? All right, <laughs> go ahead and kiss each other under the bridge. <laughs> Her name is like Mar- somebody- Martha. Martha. <laughs> Martha the gondola lady. I, think I only remember because I thought of Martha, <laughs> Joanna's sister Martha. <laughs> Martha's fallen a long way. She used to be, she used to be so good, and now she's running a gondola in Miami. Yes, in Fort Lauderdale. So they went all the way from Miami to Fort Lauderdale to go on a on a terrible gondola ride. That they did not, they Rishi and Monica are so uncomfortable with each other. They do the Bollywood scenes of romance, and the minute that scene finishes, they're like, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Am I supposed to look at you? Yeah, what am I supposed to say now? What's the next dialogue? I don't know. Oh, let's look at our pictures and think about posting on Instagram. That's all they do. There's like no chemistry, no interest. Oh God! I have. I don't know. Well, they're not together. I want Monica to. I want to see Monica dump him, though. I hope it doesn't happen outside of the show. I know. I hope not. Yeah. Well, we'll but I also like the fact that Monica and Anisha are getting along now. Yeah, I like that Anisha like stuck up for Monica and was like, "They did this to you. They're doing it to me. Mm -hmm. These boys." I'm wondering if Anisha stuck up only because. They're doing it to her. Well, she she talked about it to Monica too when yeah. the whole thing happened because she was like, there's a double standard Yeah, that you were so quick to forgive these boys, but they're the ones that were talking shit about you because this yeah. is the thing. Amrit and Vishal have always talked shit and they think, yeah. they think that because they're saying it as a joke that it's acceptable, yeah. but they yeah. do it all the time and they do it to everybody. Right. Because they suck. I hate Amrit right. and uh, – right. And uh, Vishal, the one part of Holy that I forgot to mention that made me laugh so hard was Monica's playing Holy. And then she was like, Rishi, this is my gynecologist. <laughs> Can you imagine that playing is Holy such, with your gyno? That's such a daisy thing because you do run so into all <laughs> Let me tell you something. I have been to many birthday parties where my gynecologist is present because my gynecologist is a daisy lady. Yeah. <laughs> she has she has thing. delivered she has delivered almost every single child I know that is around my children's age. Yeah. She's like she, the Dr. Jackie of the She days. is. She's literally caught all of our babies. All of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we see her all the time. And I love seeing Lopa and Dharma having a ball. It was yeah. fun. They're having a great holy, time. Holy is a lot of fun. Holy is, and holy is like very secular. It's not so much the holy cup part of it. The previous night is definitely religious, but the holy part of it is not at all religious. So yeah. it's always it's a more lot a celebration of also of the spring. Yeah, it's spring. It's just color, bringing in color. It's like celebrating with nature. It's a very pagan, very nature loving kind of festival, and it has very little to do with the with the. Um, 
religion. So it's it's fun. It's a lot in, of fun. In LA, I think there was some like yogurt company that's owned by a Desis. It's called Da, D-A-H. Mm. And I think they were trying to get like influencers to go to some holy event that they had. And mm. one of the funniest things was they got Raquel from Vanderpump Rules. And she was like, I'm here at the Holly Festival. Holly, yes. I remember that. <laughs> I was like, oh, Raquel, you sweet idiot. Yeah. Anyway. I remember that. <laughs> anyway. That's it for this episode. Um, I Robin got married. Vishal got married. Maybe. Maybe. And both <laughs> of them shouldn't have. Correct. So. Yeah. Um, I'll be back later this week to talk to my brother about uh, the Banshee. By the way, Asian. your episode of itself was so good. She's great. It's so fun. I was uh, laughing my ass off. <laughs> well, this week I'm going to have Kendrick from Reality and Comics 2 Aww. on to talk Love about you, Kendrick. Yeah, about Miami and unfortunately Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs>